0: And the more you have something that controls you, the less mentally tough you become. Because if you're at the whim of something that can control your emotions, you're happy one moment and sad the next, that's not mental toughness. That's called selling out. start to the week. Um, I've had a lot of new developments pop up. You know, God is good. Amen. And, uh, you know, I hope you guys are going through the same exact thing. And if not, you know, may this episode serve as yet another chance for God, for our Heavenly Father to pour His Spirit through this episode, into the minds and hearts and souls of all those who will listen. Amen. But today I bring the episode of mental toughness. And, you know, this episode came about, you know, by way of me thinking, you know, there are a lot of Christians out there that don't have a very good concept of the idea of the kingdom's version of mental toughness. And so I'm going to dive in. But before I begin, I want to say a quick prayer. Father God, Lord Jesus, in your mighty and holy name, I plead your blood over this microphone, over over this episode, over the minds and hearts of all those who will listen to me, Father God. I plead your blood. Give us the daily bread in this episode. Give us everything we need to overcome. Remind us of our priesthoods. Remind us that we are yours. Allow us to develop the mental toughness. Give me the words I need to speak and the wisdom and knowledge I need to impart onto your children, onto your people, Father God. Allow this episode to be a beginning of empowerment for them that they may see the vision, that they may see your glory. And in Jesus' name, let your will be done through this episode. Amen. And so, guys, I'm going to get into it. Mental toughness. And I'm going to be reading from Deuteronomy chapter 20, verses 1 through 4. And the name of the word reads in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. When you go out to battle against your enemies and see horses and chariots and people more numerous than you, Do not be afraid of them, for the Lord your God is with you, who brought you up from the land of Egypt. So it shall be, when you are on the verge of battle, that the priest shall approach and speak to the people, and he shall say to them, Hear, O Israel, today you are on the verge of battle with your enemies. Do not let your heart faint, do not be afraid, and do not trouble or be terrified because of them for the lord your god is he who goes with you to fight for you against your enemies to save you lord jesus in your mighty and holy name i plead your blood over this message give me the words i need to speak give me the grace i need to speak give me the tone give me everything arm me i put on your armor lord jesus i put on the armor of god that we may stand withstand the schemes of the devil allow us to know through the armor of God, how mentally tough we can be with your spirit, Father God. In Jesus name, let your will be done. Amen. All right, guys. So mental toughness, you know, being a son of God. And when I say son, it's all inclusive. It includes women too, because everything a woman does is modeled after a man. That is why she's created from the rib of man, but I digress. But being a son of God, children of y'all, is not for the faint of heart, and it is not for the weak. And see, the biggest challenge we have in the kingdom is that too many Christians are living in a spirit of compromise. You know, they think that we need to be more accepting of other false religions and ideologies. Why? Because their goal isn't to please God, but rather to please man. Exodus 23 speaks out against this. It says, you shall have no other gods before me. This is one out of the 10 commandments that God gives in Exodus chapter 20. You shall have no other gods before me. What exactly does that mean? That means virtually anything. Anything that we put in higher in higher esteem and higher importance more than God. The Bible also says that God is a jealous God. And so the more we worship things that are outside of God, the more our mental toughness takes a hit. Luke 6, 26, Jesus says, Woe to you when all men speak well of you. For so did their fathers to the false prophets. Galatians 1.10 says, For do I now persuade men or God, or do I seek to please men? For if I still pleased men, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. James 4.4 Adulterers and adulteresses, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. So, let me tell you a story. So, I recently spoke to a man and he believed, you know, although, you know, he was a God-fearing man, he did worship God. He believed that we should be more acceptable and tolerant of what other people believe, including homosexuality, including false religions, including national legalism. And you know, he subscribed to the notion that just because land and state says it's legal, that automatically means that God approves of such in his kingdom. To which I respectfully say that the people of this mindset, children of y'all, are not independent thinkers. And as he was telling me these things, all I could help think was, was you know, Father God, forgive them for he not know what he does. And after I met him, I prayed for him. Because the more compromises we make, the more mental toughness we lose, the less fortitude we have for the kingdom. And a lot of Christians are making these compromises, not even realizing that they're not even biblical to begin with. A lot of Christians are making so many arguments that aren't even in the Bible. They think just because it sounds good, that automatically means that God approves it. I believe it's Proverbs 12 or 14 that says there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. And so, children of y'all, people of this mindset are not independent thinkers. And it's that this kind of doctrine that people have of we need to accept all this, that, and the third, it all stems from the famous do as thou wilt ideology. And that that ideology, children of God, uh, is one of rebellion against our Heavenly Father. And so going back to this gentleman, you know, after he explained his viewpoint, you know, I basically told him that, listen, what you believe is worldly. And quite frankly, you claim to be a God for a man, but what you're suggesting to me goes against the law of God. And I also explained to him that although the Bible honors who he is as one of the two witnesses in the new Testament in the book of revelation, there are still a vast majority of people who believe what he believes who subscribe to a Pharisee religion. And I might as well just say what it is because I I wasn't, you know, so I'm just going to say it, you know, this, this gentleman, he was Jewish. He was Jewish. And I grew up, in a town full of jews you know i grew up around the jews and i always felt this division not every single jew was like this but i always felt a division between the jews and myself it's always this 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 is this kind of war going on between the jews and the gentiles for those of you who don't know what a gentile is a gentile is basically someone who is not jewish And so after he explained his viewpoint, you know, I know I explained to him, listen, the Bible does honor the Jews as one of the two witnesses in the book of Revelation. Read up on it. And for those of you who don't understand it, you have to read a little in depth, but I digress. But there are a vast majority growing up of Jews that I saw who subscribe to Their version of a Pharisee religion. And I'm not talking about Judaism. Please don't misunderstand me, children of Yah. I'm talking about what they call Judaism. You know, they follow God's law on some things, but they forego his command on others. And children of Yah, the compromised Christian is no different. For those of you listening, if this applies, you're not tax exempt. I'm not about to make this whole episode solely focused on the Jews because we all take part in a spirit of compromise. We've all done it at one point or another, myself included. For example, this was the very same man who pointed out the fact that pork is not godly. Pork is an unclean food. And to which, You know, I made a poor lapse in judgment in eating pork a couple of times. And I said, you know what? You are 100% correct. And as a result, I no longer eat pork. But the compromised Christian is no different, children of y'all. Some of you are saying, well, how could you not know that? You know what? I always knew it. I kind of knew it, but I never really looked deeper into it. And so, you know, these days I don't eat pork. But the compromised Christian is no different, children of Yah. You know, they say, I'll follow that and I'll follow that, but I won't follow that. You know what? Sorry. You're going to get lost in the sauce. You say, but didn't God give us free will? Don't we have the freedom to do what we want? Absolutely. But you're going to get lost in the sauce if you do what you want. God gave us free will, children of Yah, as a way of testing us testing our minds, testing our hearts, testing our souls to see how much of the most high God we will worship. He did that with the people of Israel after they fled Egypt and they stayed in the wilderness for 40 years, circling around the same mountain. And God did that on purpose because he wanted to see how faithful his people were going to be to him. And so when it comes to being mentally strong, children of y'all, what it really starts and comes down to is that there can be no compromise. There can be no negotiation. Because see, when a Christian's faith is solely on the Lord, he's bulletproof. He or she is bulletproof. And they're at the pinnacle of God's strength. Children of Yah, this mental toughness has existed well throughout the Bible. You know, this is the same strength, this is the same mental toughness that allowed Daniel's three companions, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, to be thrown in the fire, but not perish. This is the same strength that allowed Samson to destroy tens of thousands of Philistines. The same strength that allowed Gideon and the Valiant 300 to defeat tens of thousands of Midianites, the smallest tribe in Israel to retake Israel. This is the same strength that allowed Joshua to take Moses's place as the new commander of Lord's army to lead them across the river Jordan to retake Israel, A humble, a humble man servant of Moses. Not the big shot. And God knew Joshua was scared. God knew Joshua didn't have the confidence. But Joshua was able to do God's will. And as a result of God's will, we see the transformation of once he crosses over into the river Jordan. We see the mental toughness begin to take shape. We see it. And we see it with everyone who was taxed that mental toughness or the ability to acquire mental toughness in the Bible. We saw it with David. You know, David, at one point, he hid in the cave and ran with his tail in between his legs, but God told him, go. And when he did God's will, he was granted the opportunity to be king. A very strong man. And this is the same strength, children of Yah, that allowed Elijah and Elisha to perform many, many signs and wonders throughout Israel. Because, see, our God, our God that we serve, children of Yah, is a God who gives his strength at request. James 1 5 says, If there's any one of you without wisdom, let him ask of God, and without reproach or reprimand, it will be freely given to him. Acts 1:8 or Acts nine says when the Holy Spirit comes upon you you will receive power that power encompasses not only the signs and wonders but the mental toughness it takes to stand firm for the kingdom children you and so our God that we serve as a God who gives this very very strength this very very uh 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 uh, Strength, if our hearts and minds and our souls are His, if we're mentally tough, children of Yah. But you see, the thing is that a lot of Christians don't really understand how deep the power really goes. In fact, a lot of them aren't even as close as they say they are to it. They think that all you have to do is believe that Jesus Christ is Lord, be baptized by the water, and that's where it ends. But children of Yah, this could not be further from the truth. And others treat God like a lottery ticket, and they only want to use him when they want something, not even realizing that the very thing they want is the thing that makes or breaks their life. And they value that thing more than they value God. Children of God, this is where the mental toughness takes a hit. You can't be mentally tough for an entity that is dead. There is only one who is alive and that is Christ Jesus. Jesus said, "I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life, and no one comes to the Father except through me." You can't have mental true mental toughness if it's not Jesus. You say, "What about the money?" You know, the money, you know, I grew up in I grew up in the streets. You know, I got to be mentally tough to get mines. Yes, this is true. But if you don't have no money, where does that mental toughness go? How much are you broken without the money? If the one thing you love is money and you have a lot of it, yeah, sure, you're mentally tough. But when you don't have a lot of it, how are you feeling? How many people notice how weak that feels when you don't have provision? How many people notice how weak that feels when you don't have abundance? How many people notice that when all you love is money and God's not even in the picture, you know you're not even secure. You're controlled by money. And the more you have something that controls you, the less mentally tough you become. Because If you're at the whim of something that can control your emotions, you're happy one moment and sad the next, that's not mental toughness. That's called selling out. And that's a spirit of compromise, children of y'all. See, mentally tough Christians, they don't compromise on the word of God. The word of God cannot be made void. And a mentally tough Christian, they realize this. No matter what direction their life goes, they realize that their mental toughness is always going to be in check. Their mental toughness is always going to be restored, refilled, revived. Why? Because they rely on something that, number one, is alive. Number two, is constant in an ever-changing situation. And so, you can't be mentally tough in a thing that is not God. You can't be mentally, you can't even be mentally tough in yourself. How many people notice that the people who seem mentally tough, they're the most broken people on the inside? How many people have ever felt that way? If you're the type of person, you always wanted to try to be the tough guy or the tough girl in the yard. Nobody wanted to mess with you, but on the inside, you were broken. You didn't have the love of the heavenly father. How many of you have felt like that? I'm not beating you down. This is honest. This is honest time. Because at one point I felt like that. I felt like I was mentally tough. But my mental toughness was controlled by an outside factor. My mental toughness was controlled on on how good I did that week and how and, and whatever life threw at me, how much money I made, how well I felt. It was always controlled by something else. And so my mental toughness was. If I could be transparent, it was shot. But once I relied on God and only God, and once I realized that all those things did come from God, and once I placed my mental toughness, once I valued and attributed my mental toughness to the Heavenly Father and what he made me by the grace of God, Paul says, I am what I am, then my life started to change. Then I realized that nothing really could shake my tree. I can't be moved. I can't be tempted. I can't be bought, reasoned. Why? Because my mental toughness was built on the foundation of the rock. Amen? But going back into it, you know, others they treat the, they treat the, uh, excuse me, the kingdom as a checklist, meaning they think that they have to read more, they have to study more, pray more, and do more. And while all that is true, there's no real relationship or connection with God. And it feels like the chore of playing church. First Corinthians 2 14 says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Children of y'all, these naturally minded souls cannot have no part in being mentally strong for the Lord. You say, How can you even say that? Who are you to judge? If half the people who say that children of you were tapped into the spirit, they would understand that God is in no way happy that some of his people have tickled ears. They only want to believe what they hear, what they're told, and have fallen prey to seducing spirits, familiar spirits, and doctrines of devils. They have no idea that they've walked into the snare of the devil. There's carnally minded and there's spiritually. First Timothy four verses three to four for the time will come when they will not endorse sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to Fables. That was 2 Timothy, excuse me, 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 3 through 4. But this is 1 Timothy 4, verses 1 to 3. Now, the Spirit expressly says that in latter times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons, speaking lies and hypocrisy, having their own conscience seared with a hot iron, forbidding to marry, and commanding to abstain from foods. Spiritual foods, children of y'all, which God created to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. Children of y'all, all of this is biblical by design. But you don't fall prey to these worldly desires. Don't fall prey to the world, children of y'all. Romans 8, 6 to 8, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace, because the carnal mind is enmity against God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. So then, those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Children, y'all, don't allow the carnality of this world to limit your growth and strength in the spiritual world, what you can accomplish in, in, in the spiritual will very much supersede anything that happens in the natural world. And it won't make sense how it manifests, children of Yah. I mean, how much, let me, let me ask you something. For those of you who read your Bible, how much sense does it, make, does it make for the Red Sea to part and for Israel to be saved by the laws of this natural world? the people of Israel would have been dead already. How much sense does it make for Lazarus to be raised from the dead? How much sense does it make for thousands to be fed with just six loaves of bread and fish? It does it, which is why I'm encouraging you guys, children of y'all to open yourself up to the true power of the Holy Spirit. See, this is one of the things I hate. The devil has done a really, really good job through his media of making sure that you don't ever hear of God. He knows how to manipulate the masses into forsaking their priesthoods, their birthrights, and the creator that gave them purpose. He knows how to do these things, children of Yah. And because I told you this truth, I want to encourage you to not fall into the great falling away. The closer we get to the end, the more apparent it'll be for you to need to be mentally strong. Not just mentally strong in yourselves, mentally strong in the kingdom, mentally strong in the word. The Bible says to worship him in spirit and truth. We need to be mentally strong in these things, children of y'all. Casual Christians need not apply. Casual Christians will become the first casualties, the first plunge and purge into the fire. Children of you do everything you can to conform to God's will. Romans 12.2, the verse that got me in to learning how to be mentally tough. And do not be conformed to this world. But be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Children of y'all, that was the beginning for me. That was all I needed to hear. Because all my life I grew up thinking I needed to fit in. I needed to be like everybody else. I was a weirdo. I was a weirdo. And children y'all, let me tell you something. It takes mental toughness to dare to be different. It takes mental toughness to not want to do what everybody else says you should do. It takes mental toughness. And children, my biggest mistake was that I was doing it on my own. I had no, I wanted to fit in, but I still wanted to be myself. And I always got made fun of because I was the weirdo. I was the outcast. I was the pariah. But children of God, this is what this is the plan. This was the map that God had laid out for me because he understood that I was willing to be different. He understood that I even though I was very very sad, I was very very lonely, I was very very depressed, there was nothing that was going to stop me from being something I wasn't. And so mental toughness, it doesn't mean that you want to fight everyone you come across. Mental toughness means you have the mental toughness to stand firm. And what is that good, acceptable and perfect will of God? Mental toughness means that God's will becomes your life. Mental toughness means you're willing to tell the truth when others won't. The truth of the spirit, the truth of the kingdom. Mental toughness means that when everybody else bows down, you choose to stand up and do the right thing. Because, children of y'all, this world has nothing for you. Everything you do, children of y'all, I'm going to encourage you to conform it to the will of the Father. And that's it. You need nothing else. When you rely on the Spirit, that is all you need. Jeremiah 17.5 says, Curses the man who relies on flesh for his strength. But blessed is the man who relies on the spirit. Whenever you rely on the flesh, it's always gonna disappoint you, children of God. You cannot build mental toughness on what you desire in this world. You can't. Don't let anybody fool you into thinking, oh, I'm tough and I wanna, I, you know, I could fight. You know, I've never lost a fight. You know, I want to fight this person, that person. To me, that's not mental toughness. Mental toughness is admitting that you don't have it all together. Mental toughness is admitting when you're willing to be weak. Our Heavenly Father says His strength is made perfect in weakness. The weaker we are in Christ, the more He covers our weaknesses. It turns it into our greatest strengths. Children of Yah, your greatest weakness will be your greatest strength in Christ. Philippians 4.6 says, or 4.13, I forget which verse it was. I it says, I for, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. If you allow Christ to strengthen you, children of yah, that strengthening includes the mental toughness. That strengthening includes the will to do what must be done for the kingdom. And children y'all, acquiring mental toughness is going to hurt. When muscles grow, it hurts. When muscles grow, it hurts. When you're learning something new, it hurts. The whole idea of being better at something, it hurts. How much stress did you experience in school when you didn't understand a certain lesson? How much stress did you experience at work when you couldn't do the job properly? How much stress did you experience in the gym when you were sore for the first three days? Children of y'all, it hurts. It hurts. And so I want to say to each and every one of you, Get used to the hurt. Get used to being uncomfortable. Get used to stepping out of your comfort zone and being baptized by the fire. Get used to being thrown in the fire. Everything life throws at you is God's way of saying, let's see how tough in me you really are. Let's see. Let's see what your faith really is. And chosen, a lot of people, a lot of Christians especially, are falling apart because they really didn't rely on the spirit. What they relied on was a fleshly desire that masqueraded as the spirit. It was a deceiving spirit. It was a it was a familiar spirit. A lot of people are falling apart. We're getting closer and closer to the end times, children of y'all. A lot of people are falling apart, but you, you be tough. You be as strong as you could possibly do. Whatever you do, do in love. Whatever you do, conform it to the will of the Father, children of y'all. Whatever you do, if there's something you can't do, ask your heavenly Father to cover it. Cover your weakness with his blood. We can do amazing things when the spirit of the Lord comes upon us. If one man can destroy the temple, a temple, a worldly temple with the Holy Spirit, what could you do with the Holy Spirit? Could you be more mentally tough? Could you go places you would never go? Could you do things you would never do? Could you say things you would never say with boldness, with courage, with resolve, with resiliency. If you fell, could you get back up again? Children, you this is true mental toughness. The Lord said, I will uphold you with my righteous hand. I will uplift you. Humble yourselves inside of the Lord and he will lift you up. Children, y'all, it takes real mental toughness if you're a man or a woman with ego, to humble yourself for the Lord to uphold you, for the Lord to cover you. I've met many, many people on power trips and ego trips. They're some of the weakest people I've ever been around. Why? Because they can't admit their weaknesses. They can't admit their weaknesses, not to themselves, not to others, and they won't fix it. And their teams suffer because of it. And nobody on the team likes them. Nobody on the team honors them in a team environment. In a team environment. I spoke to a sergeant in the Army recently. He said to me, if I don't know something, I just ask. And a sergeant is a very, very desirable NCO to be in the United States Army. And sergeants, most of them, most of the time, the ones I've heard talk, they typically know what it is that they're talking about. And so I had never heard a sergeant say, if I don't know something, I ask. But this sergeant had the mental toughness. This sergeant, he was bold enough to tell me, if I don't know something, I will ask. You don't always have to know it all. You don't always have to pretend you got it all together. You don't always have to pretend like you got your crown, you got your thorn, your throne, excuse me. You got you got you got your uh you got your cloak and your robe. You don't always have to pretend like you're shining all the time. You don't always have to pretend like 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 you you're the main man, you're the big guy, you're the guy who runs the show. You don't have it all together. None of us do, children of Yah. None of us do. And so, true mental toughness is giving that up. The Bible talks about the 24 elders who laid down the crown, their crowns, at the Lord's feet. Children of Yah, you got to be mentally tough to realize you're not mentally tough. You got to be mentally tough to realize laying down the crown is the first step to being even more mentally tough. Laying down the crown, your crown, is the first step to true strength, to true power. So put on the armor of God that you may be able to withstand the schemes of the devil, children of Yah. Put on the armor of true mental toughness. Put on the armor of true strength and fortitude. Put on the armor of the great I am that his word does not move. What he says is what it is. And His will, everything He carries is in you, children of Yah. First John two twenty seven says that same anointing that abides in you that teaches you concerning all things. You don't need nobody else to teach you. You don't need nobody else to teach you mental toughness. You don't need nothing in this world to teach you about mental toughness other than the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. We'll tell you to go somewhere, and children of y'all, let me tell you something. It's always going to go against your flesh, but here's the thing. Confidence is never about who you are. It's always about what you do, and the best thing you can do is to acknowledge the Lord in all your ways so he can direct you properly. The best thing you can do is to trust the Lord with all your heart and to lean not on your own understanding the best thing you could do is to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness so all these things will be added to you. This is the best thing you can do, children of y'all. This is the best thing. So be mentally tough. Learn the mental toughness. Learn the true mental toughness of the biggest servants in the Bible. Learn the true mental toughness of a Peter, of a Paul, of a David, of a Gideon, of a Samson, of a Delilah. Learn the true mental toughness and watch how it manifests. Watch how the Holy Spirit uses the mental toughness that was always there to manifest in your life. Watch it direct you. Watch it guide you. Watch how you cross that river. Watch how taller you feel. Watch how taller you become in the spirit. Watch your dominion change. Watch your priesthood change. Watch the fire change. Watch the fire consume you. Watch. And it'll be the best thing you've ever done. But guys, that's all I have for tonight. I pray that you guys will sow in Jesus' name. Go grow in Jesus' name. Don't forget to subscribe. New episodes uh, come out weekly on a weekly basis. You can email me for any partnership opportunities. You can email me at rise at gmail.com. My Instagram is rise. You can also find me on Facebook, Rise Podcast. My name is Shaquan Woody. Don't sacrifice God's will for a weak flesh. Learn true mental toughness. I love you all. God bless you all and have a good evening. Thank you.